so thankful for that he gave himself to redeem us what a wonderful wonderful savior amen amen good evening and welcome to the house of the lord tonight it sure is good to be here isn't it amen i'll say what a service this morning feels good to get clean by the washing of the water by the word we need services like that just clean us out and remind us the approach to the Lord to be humble forgiving and loving and it's no secret what God can do with someone who surrendered to him and I thought I'd just read a small scripture here I just seen it just tied in this morning it said be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful Judge not that you be not judged. Condemn not that you be not condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom? For with the same measure that you meet, without, that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. See, that's what we're expecting tonight. Amen. We were expecting to receive from the Lord more than we can handle. Let it be shaken in. Let it be pressed down. Let it be all, all we can get from God tonight. Amen. We received from the Lord this morning, and I trust that tonight you're expecting a real blessing. And for as much as you put in for another, you'll receive out tonight. So as you're willing to give in, you're going to receive. If you're willing to pull for the one next to you, God's willing to drop in for you a handful here and a handful there. Amen. Are you here to hear the word of the Lord? Amen. As you know, Brother Max is going to preach tonight, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Amen. I'm looking forward to hearing from the Lord tonight. Amen. I wonder if we could just sing that song I was singing about in the back, but Palms of Victory, Crowns of Glory. Amen. We've, we've been cleaned out by the word. But I say, Lord, deliverance has come. I'm here to worship the Lord and say, Lord, fill my cup once more. Amen. I saw we were traveling in tattered garments clad. While struggling up the mountain, it seemed that he was sad. His back was laid and heavy. His strength was almost gone. Yet he shouted as he journeyed, Deliverance will come. Then palms of victory, crowns of glory, palms of victory I shall wear. I saw him in the evening. The sun was sinking low. He overtopped the mountain and reached the vale below. While gazing toward that city, his everlasting home, he shouted out, Hosanna's deliverance will come. 
victory I shall wear. I saw him overcoming through all the swelling strife until he crossed the threshold of God's eternal life. The crown, the robe, the scepter, the name, the stone so white, where his through found in Jesus the yoke and burden line. Then palms a victory crown of glory, palms of victory I shall wear. And he saw the holy city, his everlasting home, a band of holy angels all gathered round God's throne. They bore him on their pinions, save for the dashing foam. And they shouted, Hallelujah, deliverance has come. Then falls a victory crown of glory, palms of victory. I shall wear them, palms of victory. again. He saw the holy city, his everlasting home, a band of holy angels all gathered round God's throne. They bore him on their pinions, they bore the dashing foam, and they shouted hallelujah, deliverance has come. of victory. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this evening. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you this evening, Lord God. And we thank you, the Lord, you've gathered us in your house once again, Lord. But we thank the Lord this morning you came by your way, and Lord, you spoke to us, Father. But Lord, this evening we've come once again, Lord, this errand that you speak to us, Lord. Father, we are just vessels that are yielded into your hands, O Lord. Father, you saw this day, Lord, as a vision that you had for this day, O Lord. And Father, we just want to stand and see you fulfill that vision, Lord God. We just want to see you, Heavenly Father, move the way that you wanted to move this evening, Lord. For truly, we believe you moved the way you wanted to move this morning, Lord Jesus. And Father, we ask that you do it once again in our midst, O Lord. The Father, your name will be glorified, the Lord. The Father, we will see another man this evening, but Lord, we will see the Lord Jesus Christ himself, Lord. It'll be you going from pew to pew, Lord. It'll be you going down the aisles, oh Lord. It'll be you going to the homes, oh Lord. It'll be you going to the hospitals, oh Lord. It'll be you meeting every need this evening. It'll be you delivering. It'll be you filling with the Holy Ghost, Lord. It'll be you, Lord, Father, oh God, doing all the works, oh Lord Jesus. Father, we just stand as vessel, oh Lord, to see you move once again, Lord. Father, we just want to say we thank you and we love you, O oh Lord God. We thank you for the song service, Lord. Father, we thank you for, Lord, your atmosphere here, Lord, your presence here, Lord God. 
God, we just ask, may your name be glorified, Lord. But we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Thank you, musicians, Brother Danny. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We sure greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And should it enjoy the service this morning. God bless you, Brother Ed. Truly, as Brother Andrew was saying, we don't need those kind of services. The Lord comes and washes us. Amen. Amen. I know we sure enjoyed the service on Wednesday too, Brother Moses. My, that was a wonderful service. Amen. God bless you, Brother Moses. I'm just trying to find my scripture here. This time I forgot to put all the labels in. But, um, amen. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 107. We'll read from verse 23 to verse 31. And then we'll turn to Luke. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 and we'll read from verse 22 to 25. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Psalms chapter 107. Amen. Psalms chapter 107 from 23 to 21. Boy, we said, They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths, their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man. And are at a wit's end, at a dear wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distress. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired heaven. O oh, that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. To the children of men. Amen. Let's turn to Luke chapter 8. Read from verse 22 to 24. Very familiar scripture. Amen. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and, and rebuked the wind and the raging of the waters, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying to another, What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the wind and water, and they obey him. Amen. The Lord add his blessing to read of the word. You might have your seat. Amen. Amen. I'm trusting in the Lord. I, uh, I'll title this evening. I'll tell you to this evening, it's right out your storm. Amen. It was 
I was, I think, a couple of, couple of weeks ago, or I was, I was just, um, I was going, I was on the church website, and I was going through the podcast, the music podcast, and I was looking at the different titles. And as I was crawling down, I, I found this title that jumped out to me, and actually struck me when I read it right out, You Storm. And it's a song that I think is the Janet Patrick sang a couple of weeks, a couple of months back, and and surely I went and listened to that song, and she was a blessing, and I didn't know what the Lord wanted to do with that, so I committed it to Him. And it was just about a week ago when He brought the thought back to me, and and we trust in that this this evening He will have His way. Amen. Right out, you storm. Amen. David and Psalms is speaking, and. And he talks about those that go down to the sea, amen. And he says, those that go down to the sea in a ship, in the deep waters, he says, as they go down, they see the works of the Lord. And they see his wonders in the deep as they go down to the sea. But these that go down to the sea are not always going to be riding on calm waters. You're not always going to be riding on calm waters, but there come a time the storm rises in the sea. The storm of wind rises, and when the storm of wind rises, what happens is that it lifts up the, 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 the waves of the sea and, and storms and tends to rise up. And David will continue to say in the Psalms, and he will say that as, as this happened, he says that these men, they started reel to and fro. What are they trying to do? They're trying to calm the storms. And they try to reel to and fro, and they say they stagger like drunken men, and and they do all they can until they get to the end of their words. And once they come to the end of their words and they find there is nothing they can do. And then they turn their eyes and they lift up their voice unto the Lord and ask for help for the Lord to come on the scene. And the Lord is faithful, amen. As they lift their eyes unto the Lord and they ask him, the Lord comes on the scene. And the scripture says that he brings them out of their distress. It brings them out of their distress and... And as he brings them out of their distress, oh, David will say, All oh, that men will praise the Lord. All oh, the men will give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Why? Because he is faithful. Amen. He is a present help in times of trouble. Amen. And whenever he comes on the scene, he never fails. Amen. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He is the same forever. Amen. And we know that today we are sailing in life's troubled seas. Amen. We are sailing in deep sea. We are sailing in the sea. In the sea of perilous times, amen. We are sailing in the sea of Laodicea's lukewarmness. We are sailing in the sea of Noah's day. We are sailing in the sea of Sodom's condition. That's the sea that we are sailing in in these last days. And we know that Satan is determined to sink our ship. He's doing all that he can to sink our ship. But it's one thing that we are aware of that we are not alone. We are not alone in the ship, amen. We are riding on this old ship of Zion and we know that we've got a captain in the ship, amen. We've got a captain that is riding in us, amen. He's not just with us in the ship, amen, but he is in us in the ship, amen. He is riding with us and no matter what Satan tries to do, he cannot sink this ship, amen. This ship is bound to get to the shore, amen. This ship is bound to reach to its destination, amen. No matter what storm he rises, it is 
is bound to come to his destination. No matter what he does, it is bound to reach his goal. Amen. Well, Satan is trying to sink a ship, but there is no way that he can sink the ship. Because you know that before Satan himself could send a storm your way, he had to go to the Father to ask him for permission. Before he could do anything, he had to go to the Father and ask the Father for permission. And before the Father gave him a permission, the Father made sure that the ship that you were riding was safe. Amen. He made sure that the ship that you were riding was secure. Amen. He made sure that the ship that you were riding, it was pitched. It had the Holy Ghost. It was ready to face the storm. He made sure that your ship was going to make it. He made sure that your ship was going to ride every storm that was going to come as way and so you know what he did he equipped the ship he equipped the ship to face the storm and we're living in a day that he is equipped with the word of God he is equipped with the word in this last age amen and he is equipped with the word that the word might stabilize us that the word might set our feet upon a rock of revelation and it'll put us positional in a place of power and authority Amen. Brother Branham was speak as Christ is revealed in his own word, Jeffersonville, 1965. And it said, now the stabilizers have been put on the ship. Is that great fearful, wave, great fearful waves are out here before us. But we know that just beyond that, but we know that just beyond that wave yonder, we are near on the shore, see? He said, we are near on the shore. He said, just stay stable. Just stay in the word. Stay with God. He said, no matter how you feel, what anything else, stay with the word. He said, let us stay stable. When you see all these great big old clouds around us and storms are coming and atomic bombs and everything else they're talking about, but our stabilizer is right straight in the word. Amen. He said, God said it would be here. We'll crest every one of them. He said, yeah, we'll go right over the top of them. He said, yes, indeed. He said, they can sink us. They can drown us. He said, you put us in the grave and we'll come out again. He said, that's just all there is to it. There ain't no way in the world to keep it down there. We'll crest every one of them because our great chief captain is calling at the other side. Amen. We will crash every one of them. You put us in the grave, we will rise again. You put sickness on us, we will claim our healing. You keep us bound, we will claim our liberty. No matter what you do, you are not going to crash the ship. Amen. We're living in a time that there are many clouds. There are clouds of uncertainty in this world. There are clouds of insecurity in the world. Clouds of unbelief. They are roaming in the world, amen. There are storms in the world. There are storms of fear. Amen. Brother Tim, if you can give me just a little volume here, please. Thank you. Amen, appreciate that. Amen. There are storms of fear, amen. And of depression and of anxiety, Amen. You know, Satan is just trying to roll, and as we read in the scriptures, going about, you know, just like a rolling lion, amen. And Satan is trying to push these storms and clouds in the mind of the bride. 
That's what he's trying to do to push it on the mind of the pride. Why? Because he's trying to sing the ship. But as we said, there is no way that you can sing the ship. Amen. And you know, Satan has picked on the wrong target. Because the difference between us and the world is that we are tied to an absolute. The difference between us and the world is that we have an anchor. Amen. You see, they are being tossed in the world because they have nothing to hold on to. They are being tossed to and fro. They don't know what to trust in. They don't know what to put your hope in. They don't know what to put your faith in because they have nothing to hold on to. But we've got a word of God. We've got a revealed word of God on this last age that we can hold on to. That we can say, this is our absolute. We can say, if we hold on to this, there is no way that we are going down. Oh, hallelujah. There is no way that we are going down. No matter what comes our way. Because our stabilizers are on. Amen. Let him go on and try to batter and throw whatever he wants to the ship. Nothing is going to move us. Nothing is going to sink us. Amen. We had it on Wednesday. We are unshakable. There is no way that you can shake him. Amen. Because we have been stabilized. It must have been towards the evening time and the sun must have been setting. They were coming from a great revival. Many things had happened. Jesus told his disciples the revival was over and he said to them, let's cross over to the other side. As they started to get ready, see all the many things had happened. They had seen miracles happen. They had seen the dead being raised. They had seen demons being cast out. You're seeing an ill-famed woman that came to the feet of Jesus and, and the Lord delivered her. And not only, but the Lord forgave her of her sin as we're hearing this morning. They have seen all these kind of things and, and the time had come and the Lord said, we have to go over to the other side. Because Jesus had an appointment over on the other side. He had an appointment with Legion. He had an appointment with Legion on the other side. Legion had been holding someone pain for a long time and he said, we need to go over to the other side. And if you read the scripture in Luke, he went over to the other side, he dealt with Legion, and he went back. That was the only purpose why he went to the other side. So as they were getting ready, and so they all got on the ship and they got on the ship. The scripture says that Jesus, Jesus went to the back and lay down to rest just a little bit. The disciples, obviously, they pushed the ship on the sea and they got everything ready. And they said they, said they, they sail and they started to sail on and, and they were sailing on in calm waters. And everything was calm and quiet and as they were sailing and railing and finally they had a very good momentum. They thought that they would take a little rest also. And so they sat down and as they took a little rest, they started to talk about, about the things that they had seen. They started to talk about to have a little testimony service. And all Peter would talk about, you know, how he walked in the presence of the Lord. And, and they said to him, you are the son of Jonas and all those things. And, and Nathaniel will rise up and he will tell his testimony and,
and they'll talk about the miracles that they have seen and, and they'll talk about all these things. And we know that we are living in a time that the great revival is over. Brother Branham will say, it, he'll say the great revival is over. But we know the bride is living in a, in a own revival. There's a own revival that is going on with the bride. But Abraham will say, what is the revival? They say it is what? Is it to revive what she already got? Amen. She's reviving what she already has. She's just taking back what she already had. She's coming back to what she already was. Amen. It is the great revival time for the bride. But the great revival itself in the world, in the terms of the world, is over. Amen. And we know there are people who witness, you know, the days of Brother Branham who witness him, you know, and all the miracles and all that. And I suppose uh, perhaps here many of us didn't, but, but we see we heard about them and we believe it. Amen. We, we didn't witness it, but we believe it. Amen. And, and sometimes when we gather, we start to talk about those things. We start to talk about all the times. We start to talk about the service and this is happening. And, and sometimes we share our own testimony. Amen. Some of us here has got our standing testimonies. And, and we'll sit and we'll share about them. Sometimes we'll talk about the time that we got saved. Amen. When we met with the Lord and he came in our lives. And we'll talk about all that. And all that is good. Amen. It encourages us. It encourages one another. It encourages all the saints and all the people. Amen. And so that was what the disciples were doing. They were just talking about the things that they had seen. The great revival was over. And they were just crossing over. And they were talking and testifying. But it must have been John. And we know John is a type of the bride. And it must have been John as they were all talking and testifying and and it was a wonderful moment. The atmosphere was electrified. Even though Jesus was lying in the boat and he was sleeping. But because they were talking about him, the atmosphere was just electrified. The presence of the Lord was there. And something started to swell in the heart of John. As they were all talking and they were all speaking. And John started, started to turn around and he looked and he saw Jesus. That he was lying there in the back of the boat and he was sleeping. And he said, brethren, I want to say something. He said, think about it right now, brethren. Right now on the ship as we are sailing across. We've got the one. We've got the maker himself. We've got the creator lying right here on the boat with he said all the testimonies are good but I want you to really something I want to draw your attention to something right now it's good what you're talking about but turn just a moment and look the maker himself he is here with us he didn't choose the great man he didn't go down and call all the scribes and the Pharisees but he called us he called me. He called you, Peter. You can't even write your name, but he called you. Think about it, Peter. He's right here in the ship with us. Right here with us in the ship. Amen. Brother Branham will say, calling Jesus on the same Chicago 9 and 63. He said, oh, if we tonight could only catch that vision. The very Jehovah that made the heavens and the earth is right in this little vessel of ours. While we assail in life solemn main, for the Holy Ghost is Jehovah in spirit form in you. See, God the Holy Spirit is God himself in you. 
Jesus said, at that day you will know that I am in the Father, the Father in me, and you in me. Oh, oh, mine. Right now, as we sit in here, the testimony is good. But one thing we want to realize this evening is that he's in the ship. He's in your ship. Amen. He's in your ship. And if you're sitting here this evening and you don't have a many ship, I want you to know that he's here knocking on your door. He's here knocking on your door. He wants to come in. You see, Laodicea has put him out of the house. Laodicea has put him out of the ship. They've led him to drown down on the sea. That's what they're trying to do. But we are here to invite a man. We are here to say, you are welcome. You are welcome in my ship. You can come in my ship. I actually want you in my ship. I don't want to sail this, this sea on, on my own. I can't sail it on my own. I need you on the ship. This evening, he's coming. He's in the ship. And as John was testifying and telling about the Jehovah, the creator himself, the one that he said that he's pleased to dwell in, he is in the ship with them. And as just as he started to testify some few moments later, something started to happen. Storms started to rise. You know, Satan hates when you start talking about Jesus. He hates when you start to testify. He hates when God is working in your life. He doesn't like to hear you talking about Jesus. He doesn't like to hear you praising the Lord. He doesn't like to hear you having your victory. He doesn't like it. The moment he sees that, he starts to rise and come on the scene. But remember, he's in the ship. And so I see he's testifying and right after some few moments later, the storm started to rise. And as the storm started to rise, the disciples started to get worried. The sail was being battered. And now the waves were raising up. And now the boat was filled with water. And here are the very disciples that were talking about Jesus. The very disciples that were, that were talking about the miracles and talking about the great works. But when the storm rose, they forgot about Jesus. They forgot about the creator himself that is in the boat. They forgot about him when the storm rose. The very one that were testifying, they forgot about him. They forgot about him. And Satan in his last days, he has got into the wind of the age. He has got into the wind of the age and he's blown a storm of amnesia. A storm of amnesia. He's trying to get the bride to forget who she is. He's trying to get her to forget where she came from. He's trying to get her to forget where she's gone. He's blowing a storm. He's blowing a storm. He's trying to get her to forget that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Tonight might be a little different service. The Lord laid it on my heart and I told him, I said, Lord, I, I don't know how you want to bring it. If 
whatever you want to do, you do it. If you want me to be a pauper preacher, like Brother Moses was saying the last time, I'm going to be a pauper preacher. <laughs> Amen. So we just want to trust them and see what he would do. Amen. He's trying to get her to forget who she is. I want you to know that we're not serving just the God of Brother Branham. He is the God of the bride. He sent the message for the bride. The message wasn't for Brother Branham. It was for the bride. He is the God of the bride. Not a God of a man, but a God of the bride. And if you are part of the bride, then he is your God. Amen. He is your God, but he's trying to get us into amnesia and forget who we are. Amen. But he's the God of this bride. And, and we know that the wave sheep have been waved. We've seen the first one come to maturity. And now is our time. Now is our time of maturity. Now is our time of the manifestation of Jesus Christ. Friends, we have spoke about it. They have preached about it. We have read it in the scripture. We have had the quotes about it. We have read the quotes about it. But I believe it is time for it to become a reality. He is in the ship. He is in the boat. Friends, I think sometimes we've kept him dormant for too long. But it's time to wake Jesus up. This is our time. This is not Satan's time. His time will come in a tribulation. But this is our time. The message came for such a time like this. Oh, friends, they tell you, I don't care how many Namans are, Hamans are in the world. We've got a right. We've got authority. We are the queen. He is the king. He called you. He chose you. Brother Branham didn't choose you. God chose you. This is your message. This is your revelation. This is my message, my revelation. This is our time. This is our time to run the, first, the last part of this race. This is our time to possess every gate of the enemy. Amen. This is our time. But you see, as the seas were rolling, when all this was happening, the disciples were trying to find a remedy. They were trying to find a remedy without Jesus. They were trying to find a remedy without Jesus. They started to think, we need to save Jesus. We need to save Jesus. He's sleeping. We can't disturb him. We need to save him. But they did not realize that he came to save them. <laughs> oh, friends, we don't need to help Jesus. He came to save us. He married us. He's going to take care of us. Amen. They thought we have to save Jesus. And they started real. To and fro. Like David was saying. And they started to stagger. Like drunken man. 
until they came to their wit's end. They did all that they could do, but they couldn't calm the storms. Remember, these were both men. These, this is what they did since they were kids. They faced many storms. And it wasn't only one of them, 12 of them. They knew the sea. But this time, they came to the end of their words. And they didn't know what to do. And when they came to the end of their words and the point A, that they didn't have a remedy, fear started set in. You see, the reason why we become fearful is when we are trying to figure it out. If only we could trust them. Fear started set in. Depression started set in. Anxiety started set in. What are we going to do? Is this the end of us? And remember, they were talking about Jesus just a few moments ago. But they had forgotten him, and they were trying to find a remedy. And that's what we do sometimes, trying to find our remedy. Trying to find a remedy. I believe it's time for us to stop trying to find a remedy. It's time for us to stop it. Because we can't find a remedy without Jesus. There's no way we're going to find a remedy without Jesus. We have seen the world, we have seen the world leaders. They're trying to find a remedy, but they cannot find it. The doctors are trying to find a remedy, but they cannot find it. The churches are trying to find a remedy, but they cannot find it. There is no way you're going to find a remedy without Jesus. But we've got a good news this evening. We've got a good news this evening. We've got a gospel this evening that gives us the remedy. We have the remedy, amen. The bride is the only one in this last age that has got the remedy. And the remedy is called Jesus. The remedy is called Revelation. The remedy is called Malachi 4. That is the remedy that has been sent in this last age. The remedy is called the rising of the sun. The remedy is called total deliverance. The remedy is called the rapture. The remedy is called future home. Oh, come on, church. We've got the remedy. The remedy is called a greater than Solomon is here. A greater than Solomon is here. A greater than Brother Branham is here. He is in you. He is in the ship. We've got the remedy. The remedy is in you. You have the remedy. But in order for the remedy to work, it's going to take faith. The remedy is there. But the remedy cannot be operated without faith. We are going to need faith to operate the remedy. Hallelujah, Brother Branham will say the church has got power. We do have power, but now it's going to take the faith to operate the power. We've got the mechanics in place. It is time to let the dynamics start to move into place. Oh, hallelujah. We have got the remedy. Amen. The remedy is in you. We have the remedy to sickness, and it is called healing. We have the remedy to bondage, and it is called liberty. 
Amen. And we didn't make the remedy. He made the remedy. We are just the beneficiaries of that remedy. He gave it to us not because we deserve it. He gave it to us not because we are good, but he gave it to us because he chose us. Amen. Because he saw us from the beginning. He knew we were going to be in Laodicea. He knew the remedy that it's going to take to overcome. And he knew that the remedy was the message of the hour. And he made sure that when the season came, sometime in 1906, a little boy was born in a little cavern. That was the remedy that was getting ready for the bride. Oh, hallelujah. In 1963, he pulled him up and he took him up on a man. And he said, I'm going to give you all the remedy. Oh, hallelujah. I am going to open the book now unto her. Oh, hallelujah. You are my bride. I am bringing you the remedy. You have got a right. You have got an authority. Oh, come on, church. You have got an authority. And I want to give you that remedy. Oh, Satan has been holding. Satan has been going age after age. Age after age. Bringing defeat. But I have come with a remedy. The full word of God. I have come to lose, to tie all the loose hands. I am bringing you the remedy. In 1963, he started to bring the remedy. It was in March when he came out with the first seal. Oh, but before he came with the first seal, he said, I need you to know something. I want you to know that I am a God of simplicity. I want you to know that this seal is not a mystery. It is a simple turn. It has been made for you. It's been made for you, young people. Don't you run away from it. It is given to you. Oh, come on, church. He said, I'm going to give it to you. He started with the first seal and he said I'm going to open the second one and I'm going to open the third one and I'm going to open the fourth one and I'll open the fifth one and I'll open the sixth one and the seventh one is going to be silent it's going to be silent because this one is the real remedy. Satan is not going to know when it's in the period of seven one, but you are going to know all about the seven one. Oh, come on, church. He said, You will know all about the seven one. No one else is going to know about it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You've got the remedy. We have the remedy. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this building right now. We've got the remedy. Oh, friends, amnesia days are over. Hallelujah. Amnesia days are over. It is time to take our authority. It is time to take our land. Oh, friends, we are not going to lose any inch of uh, all that has been given to us. We are taking them. Moses said he was living. He's not going to leave one hope behind. We are not going to leave one hope behind. We are not going to leave one blessing behind. We are not going to leave one deliverance behind. Oh, come on, church. We are leaving nothing behind. Because we have the remedy. Oh, come on, church. We have the remedy. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, mine. Satan, you showed up on the wrong service. I don't know, but you just keep coming to church on Wednesday nights and Sunday morning and Sunday evenings. Yeah, you just keep coming on the wrong services. Hey Amen. You could come on Saturday and no one will be here. But I don't know why you just keep showing up on Monday morning and Sunday morning and Sunday evening. 
Well, if you showed up, then you sit down and listen. Actually, you know what? You're going back to where you came from because we've got a remedy. Oh, hallelujah. We've got a remedy. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Friends, there might be fearful storms and winds, but we are going to write it out. We're here to write out the storm. To write out the storm of fear. To write out a storm of unbelief, the storm of days. Now I want you to notice something that Jesus knew that the storm was coming. He might have been laying sleeping in the, in the boat, but he knew that the storm was coming. Friends, Jesus knew that Satan was going to try to beat on this pride. He knew what paid her. He knew that he was going to try to beat her down. But I want you to remember something. I want you to remember something. We quote this quote, but I think sometimes we leave the word and the one thing that is very important. Remember that you are here to prove. And I want to stop there for a moment. You are here to prove. He knew that a storm was coming, but we are here to prove. He didn't just give the remedy just to hold the remedy, but he's given it for you to prove. Friends, we are not here on a picnic. We are not here on a date. We are not here. We are not here just kind of roaming around on a vacation. But we are here because we've got a remedy. Amen. We are here to prove that we are not a boy product. We are not a boy product. Oh, hallelujah. See, Eve was taken from a side and we know the bride is taken from a side also. But we are not a boy product. We were on him right from the beginning. But now being made manifested, we are not a boy product. We are the queen of the can. We've got bone of his bone. We've got flesh of his flesh. Amen. In us is running the very life of Jesus Christ. The blood that was released of Calvary. Hallelujah. That wasn't just a chemical blood, but that was a life. And the life is living in the bride in this last age. Oh, hallelujah. It is living in her. Oh, glory be to God. It is living in her in this last age. And we are here to prove, to prove to Satan that we are not like Eve. We are here to prove, amen, because we were in him from the beginning and now have been made manifested. Oh, hallelujah, there is nothing that you can do unto her. You can shake her, but you can't shake her. She is not going to be sunk. She is not going to be moved. She is going to stand steadfast and sail. Oh, hallelujah. She is here to prove. And you know, Job, oh, hallelujah, you know, Job on that day, you know, right up in heaven as they were having a meeting there and Satan was going roaming to and fro and, and Jesus, you know, kind of, God kind of asked him and he said, you know, he asked, he asked Satan a question. But I want you to notice what he said in the question. He said, have you noticed myself and Job? And these are his next statement. There is none like him in the earth. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Before he put Job to pr prove that he was not going to leave God and he was not going to deny God, he testified about him and I said, Job, there is none like him on the earth. 
Oh, hallelujah. And you have been put here to prove the word. And God wants you to know there is none like you on the earth. You try to go find someone that has got the attribute of God on him in this age. You go find someone that wasn't him from the beginning but now has been expressed. There is none like you in this earth. There is none like you in this earth. Oh, hallelujah. Who, who is like unto you on this earth? Who is else is called the bride but you alone? To whom has the message come to but you alone? There is none like unto you. And when I'm talking about you, I'm not talking about the one that you see in the mirror. Oh, that's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about the one that has got the gray hair in the mirror. That's not the one I'm talking about. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not talking about the one that wakes up in the morning that is tired. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the one that has gone to bed in the evening and is tired. That's not the one I'm talking about. Oh, come on, church. I said that's not the one I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the one that is an attribute. I'm talking about the one, the creator himself that has come to live in you. That's the one I'm talking about. And there is none like him. And if there is none like him, oh, and there is none like you. Because he's living in you. Because he's living in you. Oh, hallelujah. Tell me where you find one like him. Oh, I tell you this evening, we are here to write out a storm of amnesia. We are here to write out a storm of amnesia. Prophecy must become reality. We have had it, we have read it, but it must come a time that it becomes a reality and a manifested word in a people. Friends, the reason sometimes the reason why it seems so hard because we put it off. Friends, he's waiting for the rapture and we're saying it's near. And if the rapture is near, then the bride ought to be in her position. And if we can feel the pull and everyone in here can testify that the rapture is near. And if the rapture is near, as Brother Ed was saying this morning, then we must do our part. It is time for us to yield ourselves and say, if the rapture is near, then there is something that is spoken about me. Just before the rapture takes place, there's something spoken about me. That I am going to be a manifested son and daughter of God in the last age. There's something that is spoken about me. And if something is spoken about me, then I want it to be manifested at this time. Because this is my time. Hallelujah. This is my time. It was at the Colorado mountains where the Branham is going up for hunting. He's going with the Martin boys and they're going up for hunting. As they get to the Colorado mountains, the news come down through the radio that there's a blizzard coming. There's a blizzard coming and, 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 and they, they, they realize that and Brother Branham knows that area and he knows that. You know, when a blizzard is coming and when the snow starts to fall in that time, you better get away from that place because it's very dangerous. 
So the morning when the snow was supposed to fall, you know, they decided that, well, the clouds were open and all these were happening. But they thought, well, we'll go up and try to hunt a little bit and, uh, and then we'll come back down. And Brother Branham warned the Martin boys and he said, to them boys, you know, as you're going up to hunt and I'll be going up as well. And as you go up, the moment you see a little drop of rain or you see a little, a little snowflake, run back down to the camp. Don't stay up there because it's dangerous. Amen. And so they all agree that whenever they see anything like that, they'll come back to the camp. And so they headed up the mountain. And, and Brother Branham heads up because he had killed a, he has killed a bear. I'm sorry, he has killed a, a deer. And he was trying to go get the deer. So he was going up the mountain. And as he's going up the mountain, all of a sudden what he sees is a big snowflake falling down. And immediately when he saw that, he noticed, he came to realization to know that I need to head back down to the camp. Because in a few moments from now, I won't be able to even see my hand in front of me. Because the snow just falls so hard on that place. And so Brother Branham started to head down. Head down to the camp again. And as he's heading down to the camp, there's a voice that speaks to him. And the voice says to him, stop and go back to the mountain. He says, stop and go up the mountain again. Oh, my time is just running on me. He says, stop and go up to the mountain again. And he thought, well, maybe that was just the wind blowing. I don't know. So he just decides to take a seat. And he sits down for a moment. And he had a little sandwich in his bag. And so he pulls out a sandwich and he starts to eat. And he eats the sandwich. And after he's done eating the sandwich, he rises up again. And he starts to head back down the mountain. And as he's heading back down the mountain, the voice speaks again to him. And I said, he says, turn back and go to where you came from. And at that moment, he stopped. And he said, I recognize that voice. That was the same voice that spoke about the squirrel. That's the same voice that told me when I was seven years old in the tree that I shouldn't drink or defile my body. He said, that is the same voice that told me about Sister Mita. And he recognized that voice. And he said, okay, I'm going to listen to that voice. I'm going to go back up the mountain. And he started going back up the mountain and sure the situation is not looking good. He says, man, what is the Lord doing? Am I going to perish in this? Is this my time for me to go? Maybe the Lord is just taking me up there and I'm going to die and no one is going to know about it. So that might be my end. But Lord had a different plan for him. Hallelujah. And so he started heading back down the mountain. heading back up the mountain again. And he goes all the way up to the mountain. As he gets up to the mountain, he sits down. And the snow was falling. It's really falling heavy. And as he's sitting there. Brother Branham will speak now in God's word, calls for a total separation from unbelief. Phoenix 1964. He said, I had a voice, and so now he's sitting on top of the mountain. And he said, I had a voice. He said, I am the God of heaven who created the heavens and the earth. And he said, I jerk off my hat, my cap, and I, and I just sit still. And I listen again, and I thought, that wasn't the wind. Oh, it is blowing, making noise. And I heard it again, said, I am the one who sailed the wind upon the mighty sea. I am the one, the creator. The creator I created the squirrels in your presence. I did these things. And Brother Branham said, yes, Lord, I believe you. He said, stand on your feet. I stood up my feet. He said, now speak to the storm it will do what you tell it to do oh come on church he says stand up and you speak to the storm it'll do what you tell it to do friends this is not a god of history this is a living present god we are not here to serve a god of history we are not a denomination we are the bride of christ 
This is not a dead church. This is the living church of God. And if it's living, then it's going to have life in it. He says, stand up and go back. And you speak to the storm. And it'll do what you tell it to do. Hallelujah, Brother Bram continues in the quote. And he said, now that is true. I, when I met you, when, he said, now that is true. When I meet you at a judgment, I will have all this to answer for. He said, I said, storm. Storm, go to your place. Stop. And soon, you shine normally for four days. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I hope you're here to ride out a storm this evening. I hope you came here to ride out some storm this evening. Hallelujah. He said, he said, let the sun shine for four days. And he said, and no more. Now notice this. He said, and no more than I said that, that slid on hell, which was about to blow me down, just stopped. Oh, come on. He said, and the moment I said it, the storm just stopped. Friends, remember that was the wave chief. That was the first that came to maturity. He said, this is what God can do. This is what God is capable of. But now I have done it. I have shown it to you. Now it is your turn. Now it is your time. Oh, come on, church. Now it is your time. I have shown you what the power of God can do. But now it is your time. He said, not as long as the moment I said that, he said, it just stopped and within a moment or two, the sun was shining right down through upon me. Hallelujah. He said, and I looked down across the mountain. He said, I see the east wind. The wind was coming from the west. The, west, the east wind come and was coming this way. And I could see the clouds just mysteriously. Where they went, I don't know. Where they went, I don't know. And if I can add to it, I don't even care. Because what I can see is that what I spoke has been made manifested. Oh, hallelujah. Where the devil goes today, I don't know and I don't care. Oh, hallelujah. Where my situation goes tonight, I don't know and I don't care. Where my sickness goes tonight, I don't know and I don't care. Oh, hallelujah. But I am here to receive. I am here to speak it into existence. I don't care how impossible it is. My God is able. Oh, my God. He takes that which is impossible and he makes it possible. He is a tremendous God. He's the unfailing God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. He hasn't changed one bit. He hasn't changed one bit. Where it goes, I don't know and I don't care. I hope you're here to write out some storms. Satan is not over yet. Hang on a little while. Amen. He's here. He's here tonight. He's the same one. Amen. He says, speak to your storm and it'll do what you tell it to do. Hallelujah. What you tell it to do? What is your situation this evening? What you tell it to do? 
Friends, we got a remedy, but we need faith this evening. Everything that you have need of has been paid for. You need a Holy Ghost young person, it has been paid for. Speak it and you receive. How? I don't know and I don't care. It is a promise and I am here to receive. It is healing that you need. Speak, believe, and you'll receive. I asked Sister Esther is in the hospital. I think Satan wasn't happy for her to be here this evening. But he just gave us an opportunity to give him another kick. Yes. Friends, it is time for us to have a fight in us. It is not about the size of the dog in the fight, but it's about the fight that is in the dog. It is not about how big the situation is. It is not how big Sister Sarah Freeze. I don't know who it is. That is Saskatoon, Saskatoon Hospital. It's not about how big it is. It's about the one that is big in us. You speak. And the storm will do what you tell it to do. Oh, hallelujah. What do you tell her to do? I tell you the situation must not have been easy for a Job. When he was going through his trial, when the storm had come his way, it wasn't easy for him, but God had confidence in Job. God had confidence in Job that Job was going to stand. That Job was not going to move away from the word. And friends, God has got confidence in us in this evening that we are going to lift him up out of history. Hallelujah. He's got confidence in us that we are going to lift him up out of history. That where the people say the days of miracles are over, there is a people that he's called to say, you lift me up out of history. Let the people know that I am still God. You had a last Sunday when Brother Andrew was preaching that God is still God. And I am here. I want you to prove it to the people that I have not changed. I am tired of being lying in the history. I am a present living God. And you are the one that has been called to make me live to make me present, to make me be the impossible. You are the one that has been called. Oh, hallelujah. You are the one that has been called. Amen. Friends, our testimony is good. It's good to sit down and testify. It's good to talk about the things that the Lord has done and the miracles that we have seen. But see, I want you to notice something. When David came before Saul, it was good that he told him about a lion. It was good that he told him about the bear. But what about this moment, David? Oh, come on, David. What about this moment? It's good about the bear. Saul was happy to hear that testimony. It's good that you told me what you did to the bear. I wasn't there. It's good what you told me you did to the lion. I wasn't there. But this moment, I've got a problem. And the problem is Goliath. What about this moment, David? What about this moment, David? The testimony is good. You've told me that you've got a remedy. But what about this moment? What about this moment, David? What about this moment when Goliath is making his boast? What about this moment when Goliath is trying to, is trying to tear down your family? What about this moment when Goliath is trying to seduce you into temptation? What about this moment? What about this moment, David? What about this moment? What are you going to do? What about this moment? 
What about this woman who is trying to quench your fire? David, what are you going to do? Your testimony is great, but what about this woman? What about this moment when God has taken home the great generals that have stood for this message and have fought a true and faithful fight? What about this moment? What about this moment? Who's going to stand like Joshua? Who's going to stand like Joshua in this moment? Who's going to stand like Esther in this moment? Who's going to stand like Ruth in this moment? Who's going to stand like Peter in this moment? Who's going to sound like Paul in this moment? Who's going to sound like Timothy in this moment, young people? Timothy was only 16 years old. Who's going to sound like Timothy? Moreover, this evening, who's going to sound like David? Who's going to sound like David? You've shared your testimonies. Well, who's going to sound like David this moment? Who's going to sound like David and say this evening? I am not living this place until I have silenced the voice of that Goliath. I am not living this place until I have silenced the boast of Goliath. I am not living this place until I have Goliath's head in my hand. Oh, hallelujah. David has come on the scene to ride out the storm. Oh, hallelujah. He's come on the scene to ride out the storm. The world is standing fearful. They are standing fearful. But you have been called on the scene to ride out a storm. There is a storm coming, but you have been called to ride it out. Oh, are there any Davids here in this moment? Are there any David in this building? David said, give me five stones. He said, I don't need your armor. Oh, I don't need a political whatever they are saying. I don't need a doctor's report. Oh, come on, church. I don't need what a denomination is saying. I just need five stones. Oh, just give me five stones. That's enough for me. Saul, I don't need your armor. I need five stones. Oh, hallelujah, bride of Christ. We don't need anything from the world. We need five stones. We've got a remedy, but we need five stones. Hallelujah. Why don't you start picking up your stones this evening? Why don't you start picking up your stones this evening? Come on, church. Pick up your stones this evening. Pick up your stones this evening. What stone you want to pick, John? You want to pick liberty this evening? Pick the stone liberty and load it in the same shop. What stone you want to pick, Jeff? Load it in the same shot. Come on, church. What stone you want to pick, Sister Tabitha? Load it in the same shot. Come on, this evening. Ethan, what do you want to pick? Load it in a slingshot. All I need is only five stones. Sister Hannifer, what do you need? Load it in a slingshot. What do you need, Brother Michael? Load it in a slingshot. Come on, church. Load it in a slingshot. What do you need, Sister Sarah? Load it in a slingshot. Brother Bob, load it in a slingshot. Sister Susan, load it in the slingshot. Come on, church. Load it in the slingshot this evening. And if you've loaded it, start a swing. Brother Moses, load it. Brother Michael, load it. Brother Tim, load it. Brother Ed, load it. Brother Andrew, load it. Load it, young people. Load it. Load it, Hannah. Load it, Anna. Load it. 
loaded melody. Come on, loaded Marshall. We live in this place this evening with Goliath's head in our hands. Oh, I don't care what it takes. Oh, we've got a remedy. And I'm not here to take the remedy and sit down with a remedy. I'm here to take the remedy and put the remedy into action. Oh, I don't care what the enemy is throwing at me. I don't care what storm is bringing my way. I am here to write it out. Michael Biani, what do you need? Load it in the slingshot. Oh, come on, let's see you then. We are here for the impossible. Sister Cheryl, loaded on a slingshot. Brother Jake, loaded on a slingshot. Brother Jared, loaded on a slingshot. Pick up your stone this evening. Start swinging this evening. Start swinging this evening. Oh, start swinging the sea unit. Oh, that's great. I like that swinging back there, brother Aaron. Keep swinging it. Oh, keep swinging it this evening. Oh, why don't you rise on your feet? Keep swinging it this evening. Oh, hallelujah. Watch him when he come on the scene. He's on the scene this evening. Musicians can come. Wake Jesus up. Wake Jesus up. You've loaded it. You were swinging it. Let it go. Let it go this evening. You had about losing it. Lose that stone. Let it go. I'm believing the power that is behind it. Believe in the power that is behind it. Hallelujah. I don't know, but perhaps you have been, you have been sitting at a pool and you have been waiting for the trouble of the waters. This evening, the water is troubled. This evening, the water is troubled. And you've been like Zacchaeus' young person and you've been hiding under a tree. And you've been sitting here and hiding under a tree. Jesus is passing your way. Jesus is passing your way this evening. Have you been sitting in the upper room and you've been waiting for the promise? You've been waiting for the promise of the Holy Ghost and you're sitting in the upper room. And service after service you've come and you're sitting there and you're waiting for the promise. And you're waiting for the promise. And you're waiting for the promise. I want you to know today's the 10th day. Today's the 10th day. There's a mighty Russian wind that is blowing in this building. What do you need to see? You need a Holy Ghost? You can receive it. You need your healing? You can receive it. Joel, I haven't forgotten you. Load it. Load it, Joel. Load it. Loaded. He plays in the office. He's in the building this evening. Oh, Danny, please come on, purpose sake.
He's here. He's here, hallelujah. Let's sing that to him. He's here, hallelujah. <clears throat> oh, hallelujah. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Sharon, load it. I don't care what Goliath has been fighting you. Load it this evening. He is here. You are his bride. He's done it all for you. He's here. He's just waiting on you. He wants to prove his word to you. He's waiting for someone who believes his word. He wants to prove it. He wants to prove that he's a healer. He wants to prove that he can fill with the Holy Ghost. He wants to prove that he can deliver. He's just waiting for you to believe. I invite Brother Andrew to come up. Brother Andrew is a noble. Brother Andrew, I suppose. Sing that again to him. He's here, hallelujah. He is here. It's no secret what God can do. You heard the song tonight, what he's done for others, he can still do for you. God is still God. 
just takes a little faith to put that stone in the slingshot and let it go. We heard this morning, Lord, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. But the very next verse, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and forever. Amen and amen. God is still God. He's still on the throne. He still rules and reigns. He's still the mighty deliverer, the mighty conqueror. You are written epistles, Brother Branham would say. You are written. You're being lived out now. You were written already before the foundation of the world. And you're now living it out. You cannot be defeated. This ship cannot be capsized. He's in this ship. We don't need to prove that the message is true. There's been so much around the message trying to say this and that. We don't need to prove it's true. God's already done that. We believe it. So let's put our faith there and act on the word of God that's already been given us because we have the remedy. Jesus is the answer for the world today. And the world has rejected it. But there is a people just like Job. God bless you, Brother Max. There is a people just like Job. Where God's saying, have you considered? There's no one like her in all the earth. There's no one like her. They wouldn't accept the remedy, but she did. They wouldn't accept what what I had for them, but she accepted it. Hallelujah. As I was sitting there, he just said those words, he's in my ship. He's in my ship. The King of Kings, the Creator, the Lord, the I Am, the Amen is in my ship. I'm going to wake him up. I'm going to call on his name because the King of Kings the Creator, the Lord, the I Am, the Amen is in my ship. Speak to my storm, Lord. Lord, use my lips because it's the King of Kings. It's the Creator. It's the Lord. It's the I Am. It's the Amen. He's in my ship. This is my time. The storm I will ride. Because the King of Kings, the Creator, the Lord of Lords, the I Am, the so be it, He's in my ship. I am His bride. And in this rising tide, that same King of Kings, the Creator, He is the remedy. He's in your ship. He's in your ship. I am in your ship. The one that created squirrels. The one that healed Sister Mita. 
the one that stopped the storm in the Colorado he's in your ship so what do you have need of say Lord I just need a little something from you I just need to wake Jesus up call him on the scene tonight maybe you've just been praying Lord I need a little rain God's answered your prayer he's the same yesterday today and forever as you saying tonight you just need a little more fire he's here tonight it's not your battle it's his maybe we'll just sing that little song together where Ryan Hayes wrote it the battle is the Lord's I have a source because there's someone that's in my ship he's the remedy there is a source in times of need that gives me hope, that brings me peace in every trial, in every test, my Savior stands. Second verse again. When the waters rise, when the waters rise. 